Thanks for tuning in to Start With Scripture, a Hesed Heart podcast. I'm your host, Audrey Grubb, here to bring you scripture reading and application to help your life be informed and transformed by God's word. Learn more at hesedheart.com. Hello, my friends! We are here to wrap up this Psalm 27 series. I am here today with Arwen, my little fluffy cat. So if you hear um, random meows, uh, that is that is why. She is in a mood and she's very snuggly. So I thought I would just set the scene for you. <laughs> so to recap, right, we've already talked about the importance of belief, right? And not just of, of knowing, but of actually relying upon, building upon. And that actually like translates into like this this confidence right and it is a, a way that we can grow in belief and not necessarily belief um in jesus as our savior although it is growing in that knowledge but it's not a belief that is is faith dependent like faith is a gift from god and that is once for all like belief in christ even if it's teeny tiny that is once for all right? That is a gift that God gives that takes care of salvation, but it is growing so that we can say something like we saw in verse three, though an army encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war arise against me, yet I will be confident. And it's growing in that. And then it's also asking ourselves, you know, are we seeking God? Are we seeking him? And the reason we seek him is because we believe in him, because we trust him. Are we aiming at God? Is that the the direction, the orientation of our lives? One thing I have asked of the Lord that I will seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. Are we seeking God or are we getting distracted and seeking other things? Being honest about that. And now this last section is really and truly waiting on the Lord. Waiting for him and what that actually and really looks like in in our lives, right? And all of these things, the the seeking, the waiting, what we're going to hear today about learning from God, about waiting for him to lead us, all of that comes back to that foundation of believing in him. And when we're struggling seeking him, when we're struggling waiting for him, oops, notification, I'll turn my sound off. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> when we're struggling waiting for him, that's going to come back to something in our lives, in our hearts, that is not of God right? That is either of our own fallen nature or something planted by the enemy that is is choked out, that is there, that is present, those struggles, these bad fruits, because we have a false belief hidden somewhere deep down, whether it's conscious and we know about it or it's subconscious. Those false beliefs, those challenges of not fully trusting God, of saying, yes, I know he's powerful, but he's not going to fix this in my life. All these different false beliefs, thinking you can handle it on your own, those pop up and get in the way of us seeking God, of us waiting on God. And so even as we're talking about waiting, we want to be aware of the false beliefs and the other things that get in the way of this. Rather than just trying to muster the strength to wait even better, to do even more, we want to get to the root of what's underneath. So I just 
say all of that to preface today's topic of waiting because I'd invite you to be aware of these things. And if something is coming up for you that feels deep, that feels big, where you're seeing a lie that you're believing, a false belief that you're believing, I'd invite you to jot it down and pray over that for the next week. Keep on bringing that to God. Keep on seeking the actual truth that counters that lie in scripture. So anything that God is bringing up, whether it's a big feeling that this evokes in you, whether it is a connection in your life, areas where either you are waiting right now or maybe you aren't, or whether it is that lie or that false belief, I would invite you to really make a note of that and dwell on that with the Lord going through this week. So you can find that root underneath and really bring that to God for him to transform rather than trying to just do all of these superficial things and wait for the Lord even more on a action level rather than a heart level, right? So let's go ahead and dive into these last few verses of Psalm 27, starting in verse 11. Teach me your way, O Lord, and lead me on a level path because of my enemies. Give me not up to the will of my adversaries, for false witnesses have risen against me, and they breathe out violence. I believe that I shall look upon the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord. Be strong and let your heart take courage. Wait for the Lord. So before we dive into that that word of waiting, just notice here, That it is on that foundation of belief. I believe that I shall look upon the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. That belief truly is the foundation. That trust in him, in his character, in his power, that is the foundation of why we wait for him. So if you're not waiting for him, it likely has something to do with the why not being clear, not being known in your heart or in your life, or that why not being a priority. And either we are believing lies or we're distracted by something else. So again, looking at that root. Now we also saw in verse 11, teach me your ways, O Lord, and lead me on a level path because of my enemies. Something that goes into waiting for God is waiting for him as in learning from him. Not just running off on our own, not taking the time to learn before we dive in. And that's not to say we have to know it all or feel perfectly ready or anything like that, but taking the time to really sit. Imagine you're like sitting in the classroom and Jesus is your teacher, right? He was a rabbi. People listened to him when he spoke. And in the same way, we want to be making time, making space to be learning from the Lord, not thinking we know it all, but bringing everything to him, learning from him in our lives, in every situation. And lead me on a level path. We also want to be waiting for God to guide, for God to be the one who goes first and directs our path. We want to be bringing every choice to him. And I'll be honest, there are some times where I personally believe that God just gives us a choice, where he doesn't give us super clear direction either way because we have the free will to make a choice and either option is going to glorify him. But there are certain times where there is a specific open door that he has opened for you that he wants you to walk through or a door he doesn't want you to walk through. 
right? We kind of saw these kinds of ideas when Paul, the Apostle Paul in Acts, was really following God's lead. And if God opened a door, Paul would usually step through it. But if God closed off a route, Paul would accept God's guidance. And so part of waiting for the Lord is waiting for him to lead, to guide. And really, honestly, this idea of waiting in that sense is really humble. Saying, I don't have all the answers. Lord, teach me. I don't know the correct way. Lord, guide me. But when we come back to that verse 14, wait for the Lord, be strong and let your heart take courage, wait for the Lord. This word wait is really beautiful because it can also mean hope. Hope for the Lord. So while yes, you are waiting, you are also hoping in God, hoping that he is going to work for you. That he is going to be working in you, for you, through you. And that hope that we see, right, that is hoping because we believe in God. We believe who he is, that his character is good and loving and that he is powerful and able. We believe that he cares. So waiting is hoping on that foundation. Waiting is being humble enough to ask God to teach us and lead us. But something else that God really, really laid on my heart about waiting is I always thought of waiting as like being passive. Like I always thought of when I was a kid and like at the store or after church, like sitting around and waiting for my mom or dad to finish up what they were doing or waiting around after school, you know, things like that where it felt very passive, very boring. But I heard a story from a friend recently, and uh, he was saying how he asked his daughter to wait for him and meet him in a certain spot, right? He's in this busy setting at this event, and he asked his young daughter to wait for him and meet him at a certain spot. And when he came back to their point of meeting, she was gone. And I can just imagine the panic as a parent that you feel at an event when your child isn't where they're supposed to be. It turned out everything was fine and she was just chatting with someone because she's very social and adorable. (laughs) But still, as a parent, he was panicked because she didn't wait. And that made me realize that waiting isn't passive. Waiting is an active choice. His daughter made the choice not to wait. And in order for her to stay there and meet him there, that would have been the choice to see all this exciting stuff going on around her and choose to not go get distracted, to not go wander away, but choose to wait right where she was told to wait. So that made me realize that waiting for God is a choice. It is an active choice that you and I make. And I believe that sometimes waiting for God is really, really hard. Because just like that little girl, she saw something fun and she said, ooh, that looks exciting. I'm going to go do that. Right? When we're waiting, it can be really hard to see these other things, other ideas, other opportunities, even looking at other people and their lives. It is so hard to wait. But waiting is a choice. And whether you're distracted or whether you're making a conscious decision, right? God calls us sheep and he is the shepherd. And a lot of times in scripture, it talks about a sheep wandering off. 
And there's a few reasons, right? You're going to wander off. You could be distracted. You could be like enticed to wander off the path. Or you could just make the willful choice and say, I don't like where this shepherd is taking me. I don't like where we're going. I'm going to choose to go in this opposite direction. That makes me think of Jonah (laughs) in the Bible, right? He completely chose the opposite direction from God. So there's a lot of reasons why we would choose not to wait. Some of them are exciting and it may look really good on the surface. Some of it may be willful and stubbornness. Some of it may be that we're being tricked. Waiting is a choice. And I believe that's why it says be strong and let your heart take courage. Because sometimes it's really, really hard to wait. And sometimes it's even scary to wait. I think back in, I believe it was Exodus, when Israel was running and fleeing from Egypt, right? And God has them wait out the night on the side of the Red Sea. And they're waiting there. They're encamping there. And then God says to them, the Lord will fight for you. You need only be still. They were waiting there with an army of coming right behind them with a sea, an impassable sea in front of them. And God said to them, wait, the Lord will fight for you. You need only be still. He said to wait. And I imagine that waiting in that moment, that was probably pretty scary to wait in that moment. Another example that I can think of is is Abraham in the Bible, right? God gave him this promise that he is going to have offspring more than the stars in the sky. (laughs) And Abraham's looking at himself and his wife, and they are old, well past childbearing years, especially his wife. And he's saying, I don't don't know how this is going to happen, right? Just to paraphrase what happened in scripture, he's saying, I don't know how this is going to happen. And Abraham and Sarah, they didn't wait for God. They didn't wait. They didn't wait for his promise to be revealed in God's timing because it was really, really hard. It was really, really hard to wait when they saw God's promise and they didn't see how his promise was going to happen. So that's when the whole situation with Hagar happened. And then they had Ishmael. And then there was a whole bunch of really just nasty consequences and hurts with both Hagar and Ishmael because Abraham and Sarah chose not to wait. They chose to rush ahead and take the timing into their own hands rather than waiting. And why did they do that? Again, I think we can look at that and say why they did that is because they didn't understand and they didn't trust God's timing or that he would show up. It all comes back to that false belief, to that lie that they were believing. And sometimes the season or the place or the circumstance that God is asking you to wait in, it's not very fun, right? It can be really hard to wait, trusting God's timing, trusting his power, trusting his method when you think you see a better way ahead. Wait for the Lord. Be strong and let your heart take courage. Wait for the Lord. It takes courage and strength and boldness to wait for God's timing. Because waiting is an active choice. 
And I know that for some of you listening right now is not a time of waiting when it comes to your actions in your life. Right right now is a time where maybe God is calling you to go, to act, and it is a season of movement. But I would encourage you to store this up. Because while I can't guarantee it, I would guess that in your future there will be a season of waiting for God. And I do believe that everyone should be waiting for God as their teacher and as their guide, just like we talked about. And this is not a waiting in action as much as a waiting in heart. Waiting for God, hoping for God, even if you're in a season of movement and of going and of activity. Waiting for him in your heart, hoping for him, and again, being humble for him to be the one teaching you, not thinking you have all the answers. For God to be the one guiding you, not thinking you have every single step figured out. And that's really, really hard as well. And something that God really has been laying on my heart when it comes to waiting for him, because I so often am looking forward to the future and I'm saying, oh, I've got this big dream and this big goal and I really hope this happens. He's been reminding me to wait for him in that I've been asking God. I've been like, God, what's the next step? God, what's the next door you're going to open? God, where are you leading me? And I'm asking him all these questions and he really laid on my heart. Have you already completed the assignment I already gave you? Have you finished the work you already have? Have you been intentional in this current season and place? And I don't know if any of you can relate to this, but I want to jump the gun. I want to jump 10 steps ahead. (laughs) And God has been asking me and laying on my heart recently, how are you being faithful right here and right now? To change my perspective from what's next to what's now. What's here and now? How can I serve here and now? What have you called me to here and now? And have I stepped out in faithfulness and fruitfulness in that calling right here, right now? And I know that each one of you listening is in a different circumstance, a different season, different things going on in your life. And so maybe some of the topics we've talked about today have really struck a chord and maybe some of them haven't and that's okay. God's word is living and active and it speaks to each person where they need it. And that is something so amazing about God. So what we're going to do before we close out this episode is I'm going to go ahead and read this whole section one more time. And I would invite you to just be noticing what God brings to mind as I read these verses. And then we're going to spend just a minute, one whole minute, 60 seconds. I promise you can do it, even if it's a little bit boring. I'm still here. I haven't left you. (laughs) We're going to spend 60 seconds listening and pausing and see what the Lord brings to your mind and brings to your heart. Ask him what he has to speak to you right now about waiting for him and believing in him. Here we go. Teach me your way, O Lord, and lead me on a level path because of my enemies. Give me not up to the will of my adversaries, for false witnesses have risen against me and they breathe out violence. 
I believe that I shall look upon the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord. Be strong and let your heart take courage. Wait for the Lord. Great job. Let's take a couple of deep breaths together, breathing in and out. Breathing in and out. Whatever God laid on your heart, whatever stood out to you, that is what I would invite you to dwell on this week to bring to the Lord over and over this week, asking for clarity, asking for direction, asking to learn from God about that. How is he asking you to wait and believe? And how is he inviting you to grow in waiting and believing in him? He is so good and so faithful. And thank you so much for being here today, for taking the time to spend with God, to spend hearing his word, to spend, you know, spending time with him. And that's just amazing. And I'm so proud of you and thankful that you are here today. And thank you for being willing to do that fun exercise of listening to God and listening for his insight, for his direction, for his teaching. It was like a little tiny mini practice of waiting for God even here during this short podcast as we're trying to grow in waiting for him in our lives. I will catch you in our next episode. (laughs) And if you want to spend a little bit more time dwelling on this topic of waiting for the Lord or even seeking him and believing in him, you're invited to go head over to my other podcast, Hesed Heart Meditation, where we meditated on three verses from this psalm, Psalm 27, so you can spend a little bit more time mulling over, dwelling on these verses and this truth. So go check it out at Hesed Heart Meditation, available on this podcasting platform.